Okay, everybody, welcome back on a on a rainy hurricane Ian stricken Friday to the two one five Seamus podcast. I'm here with Matt and Connor, the OG three, and we are basking in the glow of a kind of dirty but uh, victorious five to one win by the Phillies against the Nationals. Who I will say before we get going, we're looking pretty spiffy in their uh, cherry blossom alternates. I thought that was a pretty cool move. Kind of weird because it's gray and gray. But anyways, how are you both doing and how are we feeling after a horrendous Chicago road trip? Uh, I was doing pretty good until uh, you brought the <laughs> Chicago part up. Yeah. Uh, feeling feeling pretty confident that, you know, hopefully the, the Nationals, they're always our get-right team because mm. we can't lose to the Nationals, just like, just like how we can't beat the Cubs. Um <clears throat> But, yeah, I think uh, hopefully, what do we got now? Six games left. We got two today, so we got one already. We got one in the bank. And I don't think the Brewers have played yet. So are we technically a game and a we're half We're technically up still? a game up, I think, now. A I game think we up. were a half game entering. But I don't know if that's taking into account. Like a half game entering today is that taking we tied. the tiebreaker. Yeah. We were tied. We were, we were tied. We, so we were a we were half game. Just even though we were tied in record, we would have we would get the seed because of the tiebreaker. So we were a, a half game, quote unquote, officially, okay. unofficially, up on the. But now we're, now we're now we're a half game without the tiebreaker with the tiebreaker, so. the full game. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. With with the tie, with the tiebreaker, we're at least a full game. But I think it's like a game and a half with the tiebreaker because as soon as we finish playing tonight, we'll finally have played the same amount of games as the Brewers. So then we can just the it, it won't really like that like the tiebreaker won't really come into play too much. But because of the doubleheader, we weren't able to play that. So I also just realized that this Houston series. I think was supposed to be played earlier in the season. I think season. it was supposed to be played in like April. Yeah, I think we were supposed to start out the year against them in Houston. And then because of the lockout and everything getting pushed around, that's why it kind of got pushed oh, all you the way serious? to me. I think so. And I honestly, think when I think so about it. Fucked. Because it's I such a wild series to end our year off. And I such know. like a non sequitur. Go down to Houston. The thing is, you know, I just feel like the Phillies, the Phillies, I think the old adage is going to come into it where it's like the Phillies are going to be good teams, but suck against bad teams type thing. And I feel like that's what they've fallen into. again. So I'm hoping to take at least one game from Astros, if not two. And I think it's very doable as long as we don't face Justin Verlander. It's weird because it's all doable, right? Like, it's all – it was very doable to go in against Chicago and, and beat them. And, you know, you face a rookie pitcher and then you don't do anything. It's all – I think the I think the players know, and you guys let me know what you think, but I think they're, they're so self-conscious, and you could see it earlier in the year with them not playing up to what they should be doing, and then you kind of take the top off of that and kind of take, like, the, the top off of the, you know, the pressure cooker a little bit when you put – Thompson in as manager instead of Joe, something something changed. But I think they're so sensitive to, man, this is it. We should be doing better. We should be playing better. You see a lot of like check swing, half swings. You see a lot of just like, I mean, 
a lot of getting out with guys on in scoring position, a lot of just not coming up clutch in clutch situations. So it's what the magic number or whatever that means, Connor, you can fill me in because I'm not, you know, absolute poopy head when it comes to numbers, but I think it's at five now. Uh, I don't know because I can only count to three, but um, <laughs> no, I actually don't know what it's at after being swept by the Cubs. It's probably not where it should be. I don't know. It's probably at like five. I think they said four or five. It was, Look. it was, it, the magic number was six before the national series, but now I think with this win, we've now, so now it it's down five. to four or five. Four. Five. Yeah, five. and five. what six games I meant five. left? Correct, correct. So I think it, it's either going to come down to the end of this weekend, or it's going to ha- it's going to leak into the Astros season uh, series. I think it's going to like worst. Case I think it's going to be the, the last game of the yeah. year. <laughs> I do too. I think it's literally going to be the last game, and it's going to be like, God damn it! <laughs> Why is our season coming down to Hector Neris shutting us out of the playoffs? <laughs> I, I don't feel too good facing a 100 plus win team. The three Brewers to finish up. Who are they playing right now, Con? They have three left against the Marlins, and oh, then they have on. three. Then they have three against the Diamondbacks. Wow! Oh, come on. Yeah, so that's not fair. We might. We're probably fucked. We're probably. Yeah, I think I think the NASA we have a problem. We're fucked. Um, fitting, I guess. Matt, uh, like you know, yeah. I think the last time the Phillies. Oh, there you go. Oh, hold on. There you go. Yeah, the last time the Phillies faced the Astros, it, which I think was in the last five years, which means they faced them when they were good. Um, I think that they got two of three or three of four from them. So I feel pretty confident, like, with them going into Houston. So and then went off to Brad Pikimoniak. Well, listen, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, I feel I feel really good going into Houston because I feel like they just always, like, they're going to play really up to good. Their, their opponent. I, I hope I, so. I, I mean, I, yeah, I know. I, I know. I call, it's hard to I, find things to feel good about. I, I don't. I don't blame yeah. the calling of the Cubs series at all. I, I think that's no. A I mean, fundamentally, it's just... fundamentally, the Phillies should have swept the Cubs. Oh, fundamentally, absolutely. they should have. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, they didn't. <laughs> but they didn't. Uh, thank they you. didn't even get one. Connor, so. Connor, Connor. Thank you for the reality check. That's exactly what I needed right now. After this great win. Well, you're also driving down to Washington right now. Yeah. Yeah, I know. This might be turning that bus around soon. Yeah. It was was low-key porn in Washington. (laughs) Oh, my God. We don't have to worry about it. That was weird because a single word that you just said. Yeah. Oh, can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Our front yeah. office executive. Um, now. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. What I was saying is, I'm hoping that Hurricane Ian flips into the Atlantic sometime tonight so it avoids the rest of the Washington series. Because if they can't play in DC, I'm just thinking, like, where could they go? They could either play in Miami, which maybe I don't know if it's underwater right now. Yeah, or they could play. It's not I don't think Miami's well. an option right now. <laughs> yeah, Florida's no, no, that's what that's what I'm saying. Hot. 
I know. That's what I'm saying. But Baltimore is in New York right now, so I feel like they could play at Camden. Camden Yards. Well, well if it gets all the way up to D.C., here. that means Baltimore is probably fucked, too. It depends on how much, actually, it, it will affect Baltimore, though, because it could swing out from D.C. or it could swing out before D.C. So it's like it's really up in the air. Matt, we need to have a green screen behind you and just pointing at different graphics. Yeah, I was about to say, in addition to working for the Phillies and doing this podcast, Matt's also the new weatherman. He's taking over for uh, what's the dude that's retiring? Is it? Oh, it's a Hurricane Schwartz. Hurricane Schwartz. Yeah, Matt's taking over. Matt's taking Hurricane. Have you seen the? I don't know if those poor people through. Like the actual footage, <laughs> they'll have like some guy in Florida and he's getting like cartwheeled around. And they're like, How's it looking down there, man? He's like, Oh my God, there's a gator on me. And it's like, Oh, not great. We're going to cut to Patricia. And it's like, Yeah. All right. Job. Thanks, Matt. We're going to go to uh, Cleveland now. <laughs> he just flips away. No, sorry. There's a bunch of people singing on this bus. We have a very jovial crowd here. There's there's reason to be happy. So I've I've got a couple questions for you guys after this Phillies win. So I think JT throw, stole three bases. I'm trying to get the stats right. First, first catcher, 2020 Pudge. catcher or second? Second, was first or second. second all second time Pudge. Second, second. But second. first to do it since Pudge. And first yeah, catcher the with last three night. stolen bases in a game since Red DeWitt? Someone in 1920. Yeah. Their name was probably Red. Yeah. But is, like, is JT the best yeah, player in baseball? Apparently, Pudge, in the, past the last time games, Pudge though? did that was in 1999. He might be. Well, he's definitely played up to being the best catcher in baseball. He's the best catcher. And that's like, that's I mean, dude, he's in the top 10 he right the best now. Player? He's in the top 10 for MVP. He He's in be. top 10 right now for MVP voting. Be. He 100% should be. I think. I agree. Yeah, I think the, the season and especially the I second honestly half think he should. that he's had is is unreal. Um, sorry, I was trying to get my thoughts together. I'm listening to Matt's friends' conversations and songs. It's kind of trying not to let it phase me, but it's phasing me. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's had an unreal year. Uh, I think everything he's done, like he's won the Phillies games single-handedly, uh, when Bryce went down, they really needed guys to step up and him and Alec Bohm, uh, and occasionally Reese Hoskins and occasionally Nick Castellanos, but really it's been him and Alec Bohm carrying the offense. Gene always gets his hits, but. You know, he's he's had his walk-offs because he always gets walk-offs too. But JT uh, has been the leader. He, I remember we talked about leadership and someone needed to step up. Uh, and I think what he's done over the last three, four months is the definition of a leader because you might not be the loudest guy in the clubhouse, but he's leading by example. Um, the only knock on him, and I wouldn't even say it's a knock, um, because this is more of a personal choice for him. Uh, it's about the vaccine status and how, you know, because I read so many articles, you know, back when the Phillies were good, like a few weeks ago, I read so many articles of how JT, Aaron Nola, 
Uh, is it as Alec Bohm on that list too? I think he's on that list. Oh, Hands yeah, down, Alec, Alec Bohm. It's, it's namely people born. I don't want to generalize. South. They lifted that uh, that mandate the, uh, though. Actually, they finally did because they should yeah, like that. a few days That's ago. Another thing. It's. I feel like the Toronto vaccine thing, not to cut you off, is more of a. It's it's like obviously I think guys should be vaccinated. I think it's a no brainer. But I, I oh you're oh you're talking oh vaccinated. you're talking about the vaccine thing. Oh yeah, but no, the, Bohm wasn't Bohm wasn't Bohm, on that list. He wasn't vaccinated. Uh, but no, 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 Bohm was vaccinated. He was vaccinated. He was yeah, Bohm was. Bohm Buck Hunter, Alex Buck Hunter, Bohm. Dude, he was vaccinated. He, he was it. in. He was in Toronto. Dude, his middle name is Fauci. <laughs> oh my god, his middle name is not Bone Fauci. for Hillary. Oh I my like god. Fauci Bone, I swear to god. <laughs> if he could even vote then, yeah, he could vote. Yeah. He's, old. he's probably not um, registered. Dude, he's literally 25 or 26 years old. I mean, but did he register to vote though? Who cares at this you guys point? Sure to vote. Uh, no, I'm I did actually. A very nice, a, a very nice lady came to my door yesterday asking if I was registered to vote. And you said yes just to close the door. No, I mean I said yes because I'm actually registered to vote. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I got, I got registered. See my sticker right here. Great to be an American. <laughs> What was I going to say? I did I did not like the fact that, though, maybe this, I don't want to sound too angry Americana, but that Canada, you know, got to just have a free pass of having all of your teams play in our country for the last two years that you get to pick and choose which athletes you let into your country into non-super spreader events. Well, all right. Well, first of all, we, they made that rule and they didn't care as long as their guys like the rule is like as long as you're vaccinated in Canada, you can go in and out. So like I have family members who are not. So they haven't left Canada because yeah. they can't get back in. So it's, they're refusing like to leave Canada. Right, Which they're, I they're mean Americans. like they're just no no uh, no no they're Trudeau. Canadians. They're Canadians. Trudeau's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he is, he's oh, he's all about Yeah, no, Trudeau's a fucking moron, dude. He doesn't know He's like, you gotta get all these shots. I don't have to get them, and I'm gonna go vacation and I'm gonna come back and still not have shots, but I'm gonna be able to go in and out, but you guys aren't gonna be able to. Trudeau's like damn, damn, like do you hear leaders. that? Do you hear that? Canada Doherty over here, expert in Canadian politics. My God. <laughs> no need to thank me. <laughs> We've got Hurricane Matt and foreign policy Connor over here. I'm just a bump. Actually, it's Prime Minister. Prime, Prime Minister, Minister Connor. Actually, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The um, People's Democratic Republic of Connor. <laughs> So, speaking on leadership, something happened today with Rob Thompson where there was a, I don't know if you guys saw the play where runner on second, Zach Eflin's in, we're struggling. I think it's only three to one at that point or two to one, and there's two outs, and JT throws behind the runner. They get him in a, you know, little pickle, and they get him out, but there was some BS with, I can't remember if it was hitter's infringement on the catcher or the 
you know, home plate umpire was calling time during the middle of it, but for whatever reason, a third out was then reversed and we had to go back on the field. And Rob went out to ask them about it and to talk to them about it. But I, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We need to start seeing some John Boy videos of Rob Thompson just having a meltdown. Because see, he, that's he not, needs to show that's his, not like, him. His, that he cares. He's I Canadian. Know. He doesn't no, no, have no. it in him. There well, you no, go. He's no, 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 no. Uh, no, listen, listen. I just, I just don't think that Rob Thompson is that type of guy. You know what I mean? No, He's just not either. that type of guy. Do I want to see it at some point? Heck yeah, I do. Because everyone loves a, a manager who goes red in the face, kicks dirt on someone like Tommy Lasorda, bro. Tommy Lasorda was one of the most entertaining managers to see fight with. Joe, Joe gets thrown out all the time. Joe, Joe was not. Joe was like, I'm gonna talk to you really calm, but I'm gonna open my mouth really wide. Bro was not yelling. I don't believe it for a second. All right, Joe Girardi was like half in, half out. But you guys Rob Thompson, can't, yo, he keeps his cool. You guys can't tell me that when Gabe Kaplan was here and he would come out to argue a call, that that umpire was not shitting bricks. <laughs> no, shitting bricks. <laughs> Bro, Terrible. he's probably, yo, that umpire's like, Angel, you didn't take your wheatgrass shot. If you don't reverse this call, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Have you guys seen the video of him dog walking his, like, pitcher? So like he he goes out to the mound to take the ball from like a starter whoever was in the guy like oh yeah and he like spiked it in his hand yeah he spiked it in his hands then the pitcher comes into the dugout he gets him by like the scruff of his neck dogs walking he's like you're gonna follow me we're gonna go talk and he took him down the down in the clubhouse oh my gosh I I would I would be terrified I would be terrified but that's like having wait was this game are you talking about game oh my god wait is this game. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, yeah, it was a few days ago, I think. <laughs> oh Terrifying. my god, that's so fun. I mean, like, dude, he went from. I wouldn't be able to take him seriously seven now. And a tattoo he has on his hand. No, is that a fake tattoo? I don't think it's fake. <laughs> what is the tattoo of? He's had it all year. <laughs> You know when you go down the shore when you're like 13 and you get like a henna like spray on tattoo. Yeah, that's yeah. literally what it looks like. But it's like a <laughs> no, real tattoo. Oh, my God. It's like no. Aaron Rodgers, but worse. Yo, yeah. my God. Yo, <laughs> yo, G- Gabe is living in the year 3000. That's all I'm saying. Gabe is literally living in the year 3000. 3000. My God. Before Common Era. <laughs> oh, my God. But no, bro. Seriously, though, I just think that, you know, this team has – Dude, the Cubs just beat the Reds. Man, the Cubs are on a roll. They're not a bad little team. No, but they're bad enough. Remember when the Reds were like at least... three and twenty-seven or <laughs> yo, the, the Reds yo, are a bad little it, team. <laughs> dude, I really thought it's actually hilarious that the Reds aren't in last place at the end of the season. Well, it'll be the Nationals. The Nationals traded Juan Soto. Yeah, I mean, he's been awful, hasn't he? I believe so. I believe he's been, which is hilarious. Obviously, you're trading for dude. Everyone the Padres traded for has been brutal. Really, Hater's been terrible all year. Unreal bad. Yeah, he's been so bad all year. Soto hasn't been getting it done. Who else did they trade? They traded for that one. Like, um, is it Brandon Drury? Drury. What is he playing? He he signed for like eight hundred k a year. 
Yeah, and he hit like 20 home runs in the first half of the season and then just got traded to no, the Now he's Padres. got like 23 home runs total. Yeah. <laughs> that means he has only hit three home runs since the trade deadline. Hey, that's about the same as Bryce Harper. <laughs> well, Bryce Harper also missed 70 games. Yeah, Bryce Harper is also a, a Mormon prophet, might we add. So he's got some religious stuff going on. And he's oh apparently God. also I the can. number one reason the Phillies are almost on the outside looking in. Matt, would you let's, care to explain? Let's get into that this. I would, I, would like, I, I would care to explain. I think that, I don't know, I think that when Rob Thompson took over and, this, and then Bryce Harper got injured and then they started turning it around during that winning streak at the beginning and they kept going like they corralled around each other to really make an impact and they got behind each other to win that many games during this time like rob thompson has won the most games out of any phillies manager in history in their first year of managing this team in this organization you know like that's pretty impressive i'll give him that but at the end of the day Soon as like I mean the Phillies were struggling right before Bryce came back, but when he came back they really started struggling. Like they were playing average baseball. And the thing is, before Rob before Rob took over and before Bryce got hurt, they were playing average baseball. And I, I just like can't help but think that there is some type of correlation there when it comes to Bryce Harper being active and healthy on a team, because I kind of saw this same thing when he was in D.C. Yes, they made the playoffs, but they were first-round exits. He fought a lot with his teammates before. I'm not necessarily saying. Yeah. No, I I get what you're saying. I don't think that – I don't think – I think there is something to it. I I don't – I think it's harder to explain than, you know, he's here, then things go away. But when he – came back. The first thing he said is, I just hope I don't mess this up, right, with whatever they're doing. And I think he was half joking. I think there is an aura of man, Bryce is here. It's almost like, yes, he he's I, I would say that he's the best player in the world and he's the player who can help you most out during this stretch. He hasn't quite done that, but it's the expectancy. And let's be honest, when Bryce doesn't do well, he kind of sucks the air out of the dugout, right? Like he, he is all about I am pissed. I think he's just a very reserved guy in general now because he's been in the league for like 10 years and win or loss, it's kind of like the Chuck Norris face. But I wonder, I wonder if there's a bit of the aura. Connor, what do you think? So I, I think there is something to that. I don't know if it's the whole thing, but I think there's an aura change. I don't know. I, don't know. I agree. I think, I think you, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I think you guys are kind of reading like way too much into this. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, yeah, he hasn't been great since coming back. He's hitting like 240 or something like that since being activated. But would you rather have Bryce Harper 240 or would you rather have, like, I don't know, Dalton Guthrie, Matt Veerling, one of those guys hitting 240? Yeah. Well, yeah, well first of all, first saying. of all, the difference is, yeah, I get what you're saying, but the difference is Dalton Guthrie, Matt Veerling can all play the field and don't impede the lineup. Like, Bryce Harper can only be a designated hitter right now, and we have to put him in because he's the reigning MVP. We have to put him in because well, he's making they did $30 million. Him with Castellanos. It yes didn't and impede no. the order at all. It just well, no, Castellanos was playing the right field alignment. still. No, no, Castellanos exactly. was still playing right field, though. Is there an option where we have two ZHs and not a right fielder? 
and go to five, a two outfield system. Bro, we have eight DHs on this team right now. They just play different positions. It's, congratulations, they're being all utility guys. We but have it's Schwarber like, and, and uh, Harper DH, and then it's just like Castellanos and Matt Zealand or Castellanos and Marsh. Just in both. What is this? What, what, are you, what are you playing, fantasy baseball with a super flex right now? Pretty much, yeah, super flexing. Oh my, I don't know oh if it really God. hurt us that much. No, it probably wouldn't, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Are you allowed to? No. Only one way to find out. Uh, yeah, only one way to find out. Bro, bro, you have to field. No, the rule in baseball is you have to field nine players. You can't put two outfielders and just be, like, calling it a day. I mean, you can. The Phillies have done it before when they put Bryce at first base. I'm not making this up. They've done it before. Bro, I'm pretty sure that you can't play the game of baseball without like the minimum is isn't the minimum in major league baseball nine or can you play with I eight know. in the field i thought i thought you could play with eight in the field but maybe it's different since post pandemic i don't maybe know it's like uh i mean i knew in little league you could do that if you had seven players you could play you had one outfielder <laughs> like i remember that that back in the day but i don't know if that's actually a thing i don't know it's an interesting concept i i do think that Maybe it's just me, but like Stott has been like he had a few really nice plays in the field today. He's been kind of crappy offensively. I do think we're really missing Sosa and the ability to come in, especially against a left hander or another like utility infielder. Do we know what the hell happened with Camargo? Did he get injured and then did we just wave him or put him no, in no. play? No, they, they literally so when they when they traded for Sosa and they and they got uh Gyro Munoz. They literally just felt that both of them were a significant upgrade to Camargo because Camargo was kind of faltering towards the middle of the season. And they just they sent him down to AAA and then they literally DFA'd him when they brought him up again and they DFA'd him just recently. Not like DFA'd to the point where like they wanted to send him down, but he basically just was DFA'd and then assigned to uh, to uh, AAA. So now I still he's just like in the triple system. I do too. Oh, no. I agree with that. I, I thought I think but like the thing is he's a right hander and yeah and, and Jairo Munoz is a left hander, so that's why he was seen as more valuable because Edmundo was uh, a righty. So they didn't need a uh, second. Is he righty. A switch hitter? No, he's just a pure lefty. Oh, I think I don't I think I yeah, Jairo is a pure lefty. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I thought no, he was no, switch hitter. No, I think he's lefty lefty, bro. Mm, no, he plays infield. Not that's not I'm not saying left field. I'm saying lefty lefty. Bats right, throws right. Still he bats and throws left handed. But he yes. doesn't. He does both right handed. Looking are you looking it up? <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, I know that he does good. Look, look it up. I'm pretty what are we sure. talking about right now? We're talking what about Jairo Munoz. Play. Like, what do you mean? He's an infielder. He has, does both right-handed. Yeah, That's he right has to right-handed. <laughs> He's a shortstop. <laughs> All right, so we know he throws right-handed. Oh, my God. Whatever.
They felt that Camargo was less valuable in the moment because he was underperforming. No, Munoz was not even doing that well to begin with, and I agree. I liked Camargo better than Munoz just because he was more versatile. Because Camargo could play first, third, short, second. We should have never let Brad Miller walk. I love that. No, dude, we should. We would love to have Brad Miller come in now. Yeah, but would you like to play? Would you like to pay Brad Miller like six million or eight million dollars for a year or two? Put another year. year on the end of that. We got a deal. Oh my god! Oh my god! That, the, yo, what do you? You're not the Phillies front office is nowhere near Steve Cohen when it comes to spending money. Anyways, before we before we have to adjourn, is there? Any other topics that the the two of you lovely men wanted to hit on? Yes. Mm -hmm. I have one topic that I want to talk about. What do we think is going to, what what do you think is going to be the Phillies rotation in 2023? Uh, Wheeler, Nola. Probably Suarez. Probably Suarez. I don't, I don't think they'll give Falter. I don't know if they'll give – they might give him a spot out of camp if they don't have anyone better. And since he's been so – Yeah, that's how building rotation works. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) No, I think think they need to go out and get either a number three or a number four. I think they re-sign Eflin. I think they re-sign If they go out and get a number three, no. I think they're bullish on Eflin because he's come back in in this nice, long relief I think they sign Eflin to a, a team-friendly contract. It's like a make-it-or-break-it year for him. Where are like they could do a two-year club option? <laughs> like the last and I know has been for him. <laughs> which bone are you talking about? Which one is he breaking now? I don't know, but like listen, I say, I say they give him. I give him one year. What this is what'll happen? They they have Nola. <laughs> shit, my bad. Uh, they have Nola Wheeler Suarez Eflin and Falter, and if Falter or Eflin just start doing, like, really bad, or Eflin gets injured again, bring up Painter. That's my painting hand motion. Okay, that's what that yeah. is. So you guys can clue in. That's what I'm saying. I, I think that Painter's going to come up at some point next season. He'll start in AAA, though. Baseball America's minor league pitcher of the year, is that correct? Something that like is correct. America, yeah, American is that good? Baseball. He's the best pitcher in minor league baseball, apparently. Apparently. Doesn't even hit AAA. We'll we'll see. I'll believe it when I see it, bro. I remember when I saw Spencer Howard pitch for the first time ever. Wasn't pretty. I think think Howard was a a flash in the pan. Obviously, Painter is more. Hopefully, I'll be there and be able to, you know, if if there's still stadium down there. I know. They got hit pretty hard down in that Gulf Coast area. Um, That's why the Phillies blew him up. They wanted to evacuate him. Yeah, preserve him. The rest of the guys, they can dick around down there and do whatever they want. But Weatherman Matt got him, uh, gave him a little uh, warning before the hurricane actually arrived. <laughs> and the Phillies, the Phillies sent John Middleton's private jet down there and PJ'd him back up. Thank <laughs> Mick Abel stayed. All right, what do you guys think? Should we adjourn? A small price to pay for salvation. Yep, I agree. I'm all, I'm right. all set. Are you set? Right, I'm good too. I'm good too. Peace out, Girl Scout. All right, later, boys. All right, thanks, later. guys.